It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 325 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Half and Half. It is September 17, 2021, and this is Jen. I'm going to quickly go over my week in gaming. Uh, There's not a lot to talk about because I was really busy with work, and I'm also suffering from a sinus infection, and the antibiotics make me sleep for hours on end. So I'm a little bit behind on Diablo stuff. That said, the most recent uh, place I've visited in Sanctuary, in Diablo 3 anyway, is the lower and upper levels of Cursed Fate. It's It's an area in Act 4 that I don't think I've even noticed before. I don't know if it's new. I don't know if I was just not paying attention to it, but it's kind of fun. Um, So it works like the... You sometimes get these in a Nephilim Rift, maybe in a Greater Rift, but definitely in Nephilim Rifts, where the atmosphere, the scenery, and the monsters that you have around you change as soon as you pass a certain area that's got like a wavy line and kind of looks, you can see into the next area that looks completely different. It kind of works like that. And you start off in the lower, uh, the lower level of cursed fate and you make your way t- to the upper level of cursed fate and different monsters appear and stuff. It was really, really tough. Um, I was playing at like level 60 when I started and I ended up at 62 when I finally got through all of it. Some of the monsters I had to run away from because they were just too big and I'm playing solo and playing softcore. I think I died once in the process of it. And it was just something new to do because I don't think I've ever done it before, even if the content isn't new. It was new to me. So that was kind of fun. And I've got a video up on YouTube and also on Book of Jen. You can watch it either place that you want to, if you want. Um, actually got a comment on that video, which is called Season 24 Lower and Upper Levels of Cursed Fate. And somebody named Bono Boom, who I don't know personally, wrote, Love that you play at your own pace. Good luck with Ethereals. And added a little smiley face. And I a nice response on that as well that is like one of the first comments i've gotten on my youtube channel which is book of jen from someone whom i don't know personally that wasn't spam so i'm pretty excited about that one if you guys want to leave well i'm using guys like i grew up in the midwest so guys was gender neutral but i guess that's not really good anymore so if any of you want to leave comments about the shattered soulstone show i'll tell you how to do that at the end of this episode as i said the show is called half and half half of this is going to be about blizzard activision shenanigans that have gone on since the last episode and the rest is going to be about diablo games so there's a press release from activision blizzard on their official website and it is titled activision blizzard hires senior executives from disney and delta you know that means they didn't hire from within which they should be doing at this point as you probably know if you've been following any of this Activision Blizzard has gotten rid of a number of people who were doing bad things. Long story short, 
you probably know most of this already if you've been following along, even just on social media about this sort of thing. But yeah, they they hired some people, but not anybody that's been working for them for however many years that are, you know, good people that should be promoted in different ways, you know, whatever qualities they have and whatever background they have. That should be it. You should be promoting from within with this sort of thing. But they decided not to do it. So here's the uh, press release. I won't read the entire thing. Because it's a bit long, but I'm going to read you some key points here. So again, it was September 14, 2021. Activision Blizzard today announced the hiring of two senior executives to help build the help the company build a more inclusive workplace, as well as diversify and grow its revenue. Julie Hodges, Senior Vice President, Corporate HR and Compensation, comma, Benefits and Talent Acquisition at the Walt Disney Company, will become the Chief People Officer, effective September 21. Sandeep Dubey, if I'm pronouncing that right, I hope so, Senior Vice President, Revenue Management at Delta Airlines, will become the Chief Commercial Officer, effective December 27. There's a Quote here from Bobby Kotick. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but honestly, I don't care. Uh, Quote, these two outstanding leaders from companies with exceptional reputations will help us achieve our goal of becoming the best company to work for in the entertainment industry while growing our reach, engagement, and player investment. So that's from CEO, Executive Officer of Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kotick. That's kind of icky. You know, that's kind of icky. Like, I get this is all about money for him. And maybe as a CEO, you have to do that. But most of the time, I would hope that when CEOs are talking about this is going to be great, we're going to engage players, we're going to expand our reach, we're going to make more money. It's usually in cases where your company isn't abusing the workers. So I don't know. It's it's a little weird. So yeah, that's kind of where they're at, basically. Um there's a whole, there's a lot of details on each of these two leaders. I gave you a brief summary because you probably don't need everything that's in this press release during the course of the show. But this and everything else will be in the show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com if you want to know more. But yeah, they, they hired outside. They didn't bother looking at anybody inside that might have had some qualifications. They just hired people from outside entirely. And what is exactly the, uh, the title there? Like, it's not HR. Right? So Julie Hodges is going to be the um, people something, right? I think I just I just read this and I can't find it right now. Uh, Chief People Officer. Does this mean HR? Is this a new name for HR? Does this mean she's the one who chooses who to hire? I, I'm not really clear on that, you know? Uh, Chief Commercial Officer uh, that uh, Sandeep Dubey, if I say that, I hope I'm saying that right. That title sounds like you are here to make money for Activision Blizzard. But chief people officer? Like, do they have an HR department anymore? What is this exactly? I, I, have, I have no idea. It sounds a bit sketchy in my opinion. And I'm not the only one that thinks that sketchy things are going on in Activision Blizzard right now. On September 14th, there's an article from Vice uh, under their Waypoint section, which is about video games and things like that. The title of their article is Activision Blizzard Workers Accused Company of, quote, Union Busting and, quote, Intimidation. I'll read you a little bit of that. Uh, as you know, there was a walkout 
previous to this. I've already talked about that in previous episodes if you want to track that down, or you can probably find it very easily online. A lot of websites that talk about this sort of thing definitely highlighted that when that was going on. So I'm going to read you a little bit from this article. Activision and Blizzard workers are accusing the company of intimidation and union busting in a charge filed with the National Labor Relations Board. The workers argue that, quote, Activision Blizzard management is using coercive tactics to attempt to prevent employees from exercising their rights to stand together and demand a more equitable, sustainable, and diverse workplace, according to a press release sent to reporters on Tuesday. The workers have filed an unfair labor labor practice charge with the NLRB against the company on Friday. The Communications Workers of America's campaign to organize digital employees are supporting the Activision Blizzard workers. In the charging document, the workers allege that, quote, within the last six months, the above have the above named employer has repeatedly engaged in unlawful contact conduct by threatening employees and quote told employees they cannot communicate with or discuss ongoing investigations of wages, hours, and working conditions, maintained an overly broad social media policy, enforced the social media policy against employees who have engaged in protected concerted activity threatened or disciplined employees on account of protected concerted activity, engaged in surveillance of employees engaged in protected concerted activity, and engaged in in interrogation of employees about protected concerted activity. The accusation comes after the state of California sued for the frat boy workplace culture, which you already know about if you've been following along with this show or anything online about this. Yeah, it's there's a lot. Um, a current Activision Blizzard employee who asked to remain anonymous as they feared retaliation said that some employees have recently been told their performance was not up to par by their lead, even though they had been doing well. Quote, we think since they're so outspoken, leadership is trying to get rid of them, the employee said, adding that the person in question had been outspoken in internal company channels. As a result of these tactics, the employee said, quote, I've noticed some people have gone completely silent, end quote, or even quit the company and the games industry altogether. We've seen retaliation already, they said in an online chat, so I'm scared. The other workers, uh, the employee said the mood among colleagues and to other workers who are part of the alliance, the ABK, a better uh, Activision Blizzard King um, alliance, has have been hopeful for change, but that they don't think it will come from leadership. They're keeping us in the dark, they said. Another employee said that Blizzard has been hemorrhaging people in the last few weeks, referring to employees quitting the company in the wake of the harassment allegations. Now, I have seen a couple of people posing with their, uh, th- there's a sword that Blizzard gives employees for a certain number of years working there. And then there's a shield. And I don't remember the order these things appear in, but I've seen at least two people who appear to be women. I'm not going to guess their gender, but they both appeared to be women and they could be non-binary or I don't know. But um, they were out there with those items in front of the orc statue talking about, hey, I'm leaving Blizzard and I'm going to whatever the name of the new game company they were going to. I mean, not that the new company was like brand new company, but like they're going to another one. They're leaving. So I think that checks because I've seen some of that online. So that's a thing that's going on. That's, that's still going on. There's a little bit in this article about the original lawsuit, which I've already gone into. In addition, The Verge has an article from the same day 
This one's titled Activision Blizzard sued again, this time for labor violations. So, uh, yeah, the campaign to organize digital employees known as Code-CWA has filed suit against Activision Blizzard for unfair labor practices. I guess this was first reported by Protocol. Uh, In this new suit filed with the National Labor Relations Board, it alleges Activision Blizzard engaged in intimidation and coercive tactics as employees fought to openly discuss pay discrepancy and their desire to end forced arbitration. Code CWA, a digital workers' rights and labor organizer, filed the suit on behalf of A Better ABK, a group of Activision Blizzard employees working toward improving working conditions at what is one of the largest video game publishers in the U.S. We know about the original lawsuit, but The Verge mentions it here because someone will read this and not know. A better ABK released a list of demands that asks for, among other things, an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contacts, current and future. This newest suit, filed on September 10th, accuses Activision Blizzard of engaging in coercive behavior disruptive to A Better ABK's attempts to effect change. Quote, if the NLRB rules in our favor, the ruling will be retroactive and we will set a precedent that no worker in the U.S. can be intimidated out of talking about forced arbitration. A Better ABK spokesperson writes on Twitter, there's, I think there's a lawsuit. Let's see what The Verge has linked to. Sometimes they have like a lawsuit in their article. Oh, there it is. Yeah. It's the National Labor Relations Board and it's there. It was filed on September 10. It's got some records in here. You'd have to click on uh, allegations, coercive statements, uh, threats, promises of benefits, etc. Coercive rules, coercive actions, surveillance, etc. Interrogation, including polling. There's some charging parties in here, and some of them have legal representatives listed. Uh, it's a little confusing to me exactly what that means because I'm not a lawyer, so I don't really know. But there's there's a case here. It is it, there. It is. It's right there. Um, so that's a sec- That's another lawsuit that Activision Blizzard is going through because they can't do the right thing. Same day, I think it was same day, September 14, A Better ABK tweeted, In partnership with Code CWA, we filed an unfair labor practice suit with the National Labor Relations Board. There's a link to that. I'm really wondering if that's the same link as the other one. Let's see. Yeah, it's the same one. It is the same one. So, okay, that's confirmed that they did do that. And then Code CWA also tweeted, uh, quote tweeted, a a better ABK tweet I just told you about and wrote, we are proud to support ABK employees. We will always stand shoulder to shoulder with workers fighting harassment, assault, and discrimination. We filed these ULP charges to ensure that the actions of ABK management will not go unanswered and then writes onward with an exclamation point and tags at a better ABK. And then we have Axios, and they wrote an article on September 15th titled Activision Hit with Labor Complaint. This might have the same types of things in it. Uh, It's got some background, which we already know about. In its filings to the NLRB, the Communication Workers of America says Activision Blizzard has threatened employees to not discuss pay or working conditions. The CWA also says the game company, quote, engaged in surveillance, end quote, of workers who were doing protected activity. Quote, we care deeply about our employees' rights and have made great efforts to respect the rights of all employees under the NLRB and Activision rep told Axios. I don't believe them. 
I think this is just, you know, here, here's a little quote. Go tell them that. They'll think we're doing the right thing. They're not doing the right thing. They wouldn't be sued over and over again if they were doing the right thing. Axios has another little bullet point in here that says Axios reported last Axios whatever, reported last month that a current employee of Blizzard was asked by an in-house recruiter to tone down her criticism of the company. It is unknown if that incident is among those being cited to NLRB. There's a link to that. I'm curious to see what else went on there. Then this mentions that Activision hired two new people from outside of the company the day before this happened. And here's Protocol, which apparently was the first one to cite anything. I'm not familiar with this website, but it's talking about the the uh, the whole thing there, and I don't think there's anything new in here. It's a pretty short article, but it's there, and you can read it if you'd like to. There is a person on Twitter named Ashley M. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, Geovic. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and. She wrote this, one of my biggest eureka moments, if you're retaliated at work for raising concerns about something protected by whistleblower laws, you need to file for whistleblower protection with the Fed and or state gov. For some, statute of limitation is only 30 days. And she continues her tweet with an employer, quote, an employer cannot take an adverse action against employees such as firing or laying off, demoting, denying overtime or promotion, or reducing pay or hours for engaging in activities protected by OSHA's whistleblower laws. So that's a thing. And this kind of makes me think back to when Fran Townsend was still on Twitter. She's uh, deleted her account since then because she was getting a lot of pushback and couldn't handle it. And uh, she linked to some article that was basically saying, you know, this is why whistleblowing is bad. Like, of course, for, for Fran, it would be bad. She'd have to put up with, you know, actually listening to people that were harmed by other people at Blizzard. You know, she couldn't do it. She wasn't strong enough, so she just quit Twitter. I don't know what she's doing in the company. I know they got her off of the like highest representative of women in the company or something like that, but I don't know. But yeah, you can actually file. And then uh, Ashley has also got a tweet that says how many days you have to file a complaint. Um, and it's it varies. For There's 30 days for things that have to do with like occupational safety and health, clean air, uh, safe drinking water, toxic substances, this sort of thing. 60 days for International Safe Container Act. 90 days for anti-laundering money or anti-money laundering act, asbestos hazard emergency response, and some other things. Uh, 180 days if there's um, a complaint regarding the Affordable Care Act. For those of you listening outside of the United States, the Affordable Care Act is a federal program that was often referred to as Obamacare because he was the president at the time this thing went through. And it basically gave a whole lot of people across the United States the ability to afford health insurance because previous to that, it was way too expensive for most people. And I know if you're outside of the country and have real health insurance and real health care, this is probably shocking, but that's what that is. Employers are required to offer Affordable Care Act plans insurance plans to their workers if they meet certain qualifications. So if you've got employers not doing that, you know, that's why this is the one at the top of the list here for this, because it's a big deal. And there's a number of other things in here that um, are give you 180 days. It's not clear to me exactly what in here has to do specifically with what's going on with Activision Blizzard, but 
there's probably something if you dig around for how many days you get for that kind of thing. So it's just kind of an interesting thing somebody posted. Uh, this person's bio on Twitter says good trouble, which is wonderful. It reflects a lot of things that don't need to be gone into here, but some very uh, powerful people that were all about getting into good trouble. Okay, moving on to the Diablo aspect of this episode. I'm going to start with Wyatt Chang at Candlesan. And uh, he wrote this on September 12th. Good times with Diablo 3 as a player. Finally got all 21 ethereals this weekend. Played the Wizard Hydra set the most, but the Monk Inna, parentheses, speed water variant, was the most silly. Wanted to finish before I put the season down ahead of D2R. So... Wyatt's got all of the ethereals, which is awesome. I have yet to find one. I'm hoping I will someday, but sometimes I just don't play enough to, to get it, even if I'm playing as much as I can. But I, I love that you've got a person you know, who I've met who seems extremely nice. I've met him at BlizzCon a couple times and seems to be a genuinely nice person who is the game director for Diablo Immortal, and he's having a good time playing Diablo 3, and I just love that. It makes me feel like the people that are involved you know, in positions of power, at least, in the Diablo games are like doing really like they really like their games they honestly do they want to play them and that just makes me happy it seems like if the people that are like involved in making the games are happy then probably the players are mostly happy too and that's really good but not everybody can be happy all the time and that's okay if you find that you're losing motivation with season 24 Leviathan posted a really good video on YouTube on September 13, and it's all about, you know, losing motiv motivation, Paragon goals, and, you know, uh, a couple of deaths that he had. Now he was playing hardcore. So as you know, if you're playing hardcore and your character dies, it's gone, and so is everything it was carrying. So that can be devastating. Um, and he just kind of went over, like, how his season's been going and how he's been feeling about it and the d how hard it got between... Uh, starting out with groups and then the motivation for that seemed to disappear with different people and it was harder to find groups and he's still got two ethereals he's looking for at the time this video was recorded but if if you're feeling that if you're feeling kind of burned out then uh you know losing motivation kind of stuff this might be helpful for you maybe you'll find some you know ideas in there to keep you going Hearthstone to Hell, which Shazam is the host of, is back. They he did a episode. He put, posted an episode that I talked about in the last show. He's got another one now. Um, I think it's called. Uh, I'm not even sure the title. Let me go check it out. But it's now it's a Diablo and Path of Exile podcast. At one point it was Warcraft, but that's that's been long been long gone. So this is episode 30, and in it he talks about his week in gaming and a few things about the upcoming release of Diablo 2 Resurrected. The Diablo account on Twitter posted a video which is 15 seconds long and is just full of all kinds of exciting gameplay for Diablo 2 Resurrected. And the, the tweet says, Endless ways to defeat darkness. Which skills will you choose? And has some little emoji of, like, swords and a shield and a bow. And it's just really exciting like i can't wait to play this game absolutely i did get to play some of the close open beta open beta for uh diablo 2 resurrected and it took me a little while to remember how to use a console because i haven't in a while but it's fun so i i can't wait to start playing that i think it's going to be really good uh, a couple days ago west march workshop posted episode number 217 called catching up 
and it looks like it's about an hour and a half long. I'm not sure exactly what all was in the episode because I haven't had the opportunity to listen to it yet, but Nine Ball always does a good show, so it's well worth checking out. The Pure Diablo website has a barbarian throw barb guide written on September 16 by Lou B. And it's if you're going to play a barb, this might be something you want to do. Uh, it's, you, know, you get to throw axes at things with this build, and there's everything you could possibly want to know about in there about it um, and how it works and what kind of skills you want to do and that sort of thing. I might give it a try, possibly, because I know I'm going to play a barb to start with. On September 16th, the Diablo account wrote, Carry Darkness With You. Hashtag Diablo 2 Resurrected is now available for pre-order on PC and all consoles. And there's a little, uh, there's a actually a link to the Diablo.com website on that. So let's see what that came out to be. Oh, goody, I got to verify my age. <laughs> I think that's hysterical. I was already an adult playing Diablo 1. Like, could y'all just figure this out, maybe? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so let me find the numbers. Um, yeah, I can do this. And then maybe it'll let me see what that thing is. I get why they have to do this, because there are probably little kids trying to, you know, play Diablo that maybe shouldn't be. Okay, so it's got the pre-purchase thing in there. It says available September 23rd. You can click a button to pre-purchase it if you... Um, are unaware, you can play this game obviously on PC. You can play it on Xbox Series X or S or Xbox One. You can play it on PS5 or PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But this is mostly just talking about the game itself. So I guess the purpose of that tweet was to make people pre-purchase it. That's That'll do. That's fine. That's fair. And talking about the Nintendo Switch, uh, Rod Ferguson tweeted out in response to the Diablo tweet I just told you about and wrote this, You are now able to pre-order on Nintendo Switch. And you didn't hear it from me, but you can also pre-download on Xbox and PS right now and Switch in about 12 hours. Again, you did not hear this from me. You happened upon it while checking the console store. Hashtag shh. <laughs> I just think that's delightful. So I will be pre-downloading Diablo 2 Resurrected on my Xbox S as soon as I'm done putting stuff together for the show and doing the show notes and all that stuff. Um, and I can't wait to play. I don't know how I'm going to balance Diablo 3 and Diablo 2, but I'll find a way. There is also a video on YouTube by Anna Cake. And it's a beginner's guide to Diablo 2 Resurrected. It's about a half hour long. So if you're brand new to this game, maybe you were too young to play when it came out. Maybe you weren't born yet when it came out. This is a beginner's guide and tips from Anna Cake. And she's a Diablo streamer, I think, as well as a YouTube. Uh, she's got YouTube videos. A lot of people that stream Diablo also make videos of it and stick it on YouTube. And she was one of the people, if I remember correctly, that got the fancy sweatshirt with the name on the side from playing in the uh, closed beta for Diablo Immortal, I think. So I'm sure she's got some excellent tips for people that are ready to play this game but have no experience in it and don't really know what to expect. So check that out if that's you. Let's see. On today, September 17. The Diablo account again uh, says prepare for the fight and has sword emoji. Preload hashtag Diablo 2 resurrected on consoles now. And it's got a little emoji of like the, uh, like a generic, maybe kind of little, you know, the little 
controller you'd use. Playable September 23rd at 8 p.m. PT. Puts a little clock and then says uh, PC preload coming soon. So I don't know what soon is, but this was today at 10 a.m. So right now in California, it's 7 uh, p.m. So I'm hoping that the PC thing came through. And if it did, then you can check. And if you're playing on PC, you can start preloading it that way. It doesn't play on a Mac, so don't bother. If you are if you got one of those, you need a console or, or something like that, you know, uh, to do it. Okay, there's been conversation, just a little bit of conversation on Twitter about the Diablo bust statue that some people got. And um, somebody noticed that, you know, they have that statue and it looks a lot like the model for Diablo in D2R. And Adam Fletcher, Pez Radar, you know, responded and said the Diablo bust was revealed during the 20th anniversary of Diablo 2 last summer. It is based off the Diablo 2 or the Diablo model in D2R, but that wasn't announced until BlizzCon Line this past February. Indeed, an early tease that no one knew about which is kind of neat to think about, you know, it's a, it's a nice little statue. So, you know, there's that. And the uh, Blizzard website has a section here on Diablo 2 Resurrected. And this part is called Diablo 2, the story so far. So the purpose of this, if you are brand new to this game or brand new to the Diablo series of games, you might not know pieces of the storyline that might not be self-evident as you play through the game. Some of it will be revealed, of course, as you talk to the characters and you do some of the, you know, the, the stuff. But um, so this is like, it's like a little story. And I'll just read you some of the headers because most of us know this if you're listening to this show. So it starts with the eternal conflict, the angels and the demons fighting each other over and over again. The sin war um, where the, uh, the primevals and the angels were basically both uh, taking advantage of sanctuary, having found it and the... The demons got there first and set up a church and people didn't know they were actually worshiping some of the primevals. And then uh, an angel came and made another church, the Church of Light, and uh, fell in love with... This is uh, long after he fell in love with Lilith and all this stuff goes on. And there's the Darkening of Tristram, which you may have played through in Diablo 3, if you're relatively new to the game or if you were too young to play the original Diablo you know uh, that kind of thing there's a lot of lore attached to that and so yeah that's what it is it's pretty well written I'm not going to read all this to you over again because I've gone into some of this lore in one of the little podcasts I do uh, lore, Jen's Lore Corner which I need to do something with soon <laughs> I think Maybe not today, but that's pretty much everything that I have for this episode, and it's a lot. So, you know, half and half, we've got the awful half of what's going on with uh, Activision Blizzard and the fact that they're not treating their people well still, and they certainly haven't responded to a better ABK's requests, which seem reasonable. There's another, yet another lawsuit that I mentioned, so things are real bad for the people in charge of that. And it's probably not good for the employees either because they're still being abused. But then the other half of this is all this joy about not only, you know, having fun maybe trying to hunt ethereals in Diablo 3, but also Diablo 2 will be coming out very soon. And hopefully it'll all work out. I can remember when Diablo 3 launched and everybody tried to get in at the same moment and it was really hard to do and we kept getting these error messages and stuff and 
I don't know if that's going to happen so much with Diablo 2 Resurrected because some people are going to be playing on PCs. No one will be playing on a Mac, so that takes off a whole group of people. And then it's it's based by console, so the people playing on you know Xbox are probably not going to affect the people playing on PS5. Uh, or switch i would think you know so we'll just see what happens and good luck to all of you getting your ethereals or getting into the diablo 2 resurrected when it comes out and that's all for me right now i'm gonna close the show you have been listening to episode 325 of the shattered soulstone your diablo community podcast missed an episode you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com come join us in game our in-game community and clan both named shattered soulstone are open to anyone who would like to join you can also join us on discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience find the discord invitation link on our twitter and facebook page as well as the shattered soulstone website this show is powered by you the listener send in your thoughts contributions questions and feedback to our twitter at shattered stone or facebook facebook.com slash shattered soulstone thank you for listening So I'll read you a little bit. Oh, no. (laughs) I didn't know he'd start singing.